www.rimandrelease.net. Hello everyone and welcome. It's that time again to reminisce and relive the past here on the Nostalgia Podcast. I am your host, Matt Shriver, and I'm so glad to have you here with me on this journey down memory lane. Each week we'll be exploring different topics from high school memories, old technology and events, to movies, TV shows, and the video games that we all know and love. So whether you're an 80s, 90s, or 2000s kid, or you just love retro things, you're in the right spot. So join me as we dive into the past on the Nostalgia Podcast. Hello again, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me for our second episode of the podcast. Last week, I released the first episode talking about myself and one of my favorite cartoons from childhood, Teddy Ruxpin. So if you missed that, I hope you'll go back and check it out because... It was a lot of fun discussing that show and remembering all the details from what's now over 30 years ago. Plus, there was a lot of new or interesting new things that I learned also about Teddy Ruxpin that I didn't know before. So go give that a listen if you haven't already. I highly recommend it. Oh, and by the way, someone sent me, someone on Twitter, I guess they listened to the show and decided to message me and they sent me a link to a documentary on YouTube about the creator of Teddy Ruxpin, Ken Forsey. Now, I had no idea this thing existed and I have to say, it's really good. It's high quality about, it's a documentary about Ken and his journey with creating Teddy Ruxpin and getting it off the ground. Uh, it's long, though. I'm not going to lie. It is very, very long. It's broken up into multiple parts, and it's several hours in total, maybe like six hours. But it's I watched some of it, and it's a good it's a really good watch. So I'm going to keep watching it and see what else I can find out. But um, I encourage you guys to go check it out on YouTube. Just search Ken Forsey. Come dream with me tonight. That's the name of it. It's on YouTube, and it'll pop up for you. All right, everybody, let's get into what the show is about today. It's a good one. Topic for today is going to be a discussion, uh, basically an interview with my sister. It's going to be part one because we we already recorded this interview. It was really long. It went on for like a couple hours. So I'm going to go ahead and break break it up into at least two parts. So we're going to do part one today, interview with my sister, the The interview was about our childhood video game memories, also some memories of our hometown, which was which is Warrenton, Missouri, which, as I mentioned last week, it's about an hour west of St. Louis. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into part one of the interview. Enjoy. For our topic today, we're talking about video games of our childhood. 
And I have my special guest on today, my sister, Lauren. My only Hello. sister, who's the older sister, right? Four years sister. older. The only sister, the, the favorite sister. Right. <laughs> so you're four years older than me, right? Yeah, well, we'll go with that, but I think it's like three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were never in the same high school together, right? When I was a freshman, you had graduated. We weren't ever in the same high school. It always I remember seemed like... seeing you once, but I don't remember if it was just because you're... I think at some point, middle schools or or junior high is what we called it in high school were kind of combined. And then they built the new high school later. And then there was a separation. But I don't think we were ever like I wasn't a freshman while you were a senior. That would be four years. So, yeah, I don't think so. Because maybe you you were so smart, you graduated early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll go with that also. But yeah, I think you're right. I remember seeing our neighbor like Mandy. Being a freshman, and I think she was a year older than you. Mm, right. So, but we were sort of in this, you were old enough to where we didn't like hang out or have the same friends, but we, we had the same interests as far as like video games and stuff. We we're kind of part of the same generation yeah. of video games. Yep. I think you played a little more than I did, but. Oh, definitely. There was I'm a time wondering... though where you were pretty hardcore. I was going to say, was, was I better than you when I was actually really into it? Did I... Beat, I think you were probably games. better. I don't. I'm into games, but I don't think I'm very good at many games. I'm not good. Like it. I've tried to play Mario recently mm-hmm. because uh, there's versions of it for like the Xbox for like the new systems. Even on the new Nintendo, you can play all the old games on the new new systems. And I can I play like I can get to like one two levels. Yeah, it's really and hard. It takes a lot side of time. Scrolling. I mean, because nowadays everything's 3D and it's like real world. Those 2D side scrolling where you're just jumping and trying to land on something that's moving or you fall into a pit. It's like I get yeah. frustrated with it. To me, it's like yep. barely even fun <laughs> anymore. Well, it but, makes me wonder how many hours we really had invested in that back then. Is that why we were so good? Or is it just because we were younger and we were able to pick up things easier? Because I find it really difficult and I got a second guess that I was ever good at it. I'm like, how was I able to beat this game? Like the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Did that take like hours and hours? Yeah, I think it did. I mean, (laughs) if you were dedicated, remember, we We never worked at anything so hard again. (laughs) (laughs) We would play like all night long with our friends. And yeah, remember, these are like the days where some of these systems didn't have any save features. And I remember talk about being frustrated. I think we really hit peaks of frustration, throwing the controller, throwing the disc. You say you're frustrated, but we always were. Those old systems could take a, a beating, couldn't they? Yeah. Like the newer systems, like you, you barely touch it, these, this new technology and like it doesn't play. But those did old blowing like, the into regular... the circuitry really ever solve anything? Is that like I, I think it did. Out? The dust particles, remember? There's do you too still much try dust. to do that with things? Like like your iPhone and it's like if you get your power thing wet and you're like <laughs> blowing into it. Mm. I did that the other day. I'm like, surely that can you know dry things out quickly. yeah and there was like it's just those old systems those cartridges that would have to have a good connection so you need to blow blow the dust out of them mm-hmm. i remember like the regular nintendo we would one of the tricks we would do besides blowing in the cartridge we would take it out and shove it in real hard yeah <laughs> and then slam it down course and, brute force is always yeah brute force like the, the connection in there real good jam it in there then the game would start so 
All right, so question number one, what was the very first video game system you remember having in our household? And the household I'm thinking of is the one, League Point. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, I realized that I didn't think back far enough after I saw one of your answers. I yeah. chose Sega Game Gear because it seemed like we were allowed to have a handheld thing before we were allowed to have a home device, but I could be wrong. I remember mom and dad validating that we could have that or justifying it because of the road trips to Chicago. Really? I remember playing a lot of my Game Gear uh, the in uh, the back of dad's truck. Yeah. That extended cab truck. Yep. That's exactly where I placed myself too. And while I was thinking about that, I think what predates that is NanoPet. That doesn't really count <laughs> as a game, gaming system, but it was a digital mm -hmm. thing. And I remember that actually probably being the very first thing. Did but, you have that? I did because I took it to Chicago and I think I kept it alive the whole time. And then I remember being devastated when it died. Like it felt yeah. like I lost a real pet. Yeah. Virtual pet. What, what, <laughs> yeah. what was the uh, brand name one called? Like Tamagotchi or something? That sounds familiar. I don't remember. <laughs> I hope that's but the I right guess word. Nintendo is probably the earliest. Is that what you had? No, actually. Nintendo I before Sega? Well, Game Gear, that. I don't mention Game Gear in any of my answers, so I want to stick with this for a second because that okay that brings up a lot of good memories for me because mm -hmm. that was like my uh, I always wanted a handheld system and there was the Game Boy which a lot of our friends had but that was black and white and okay. the Game Gear was full color and it had like better games because I liked Sonic better than Mario yep. um, and I remember <laughs> being in the the truck it was a six hour drive to Chicago. See, see okay, I just did this trip and I told the kids it was six hours. Jack said I'm nuts that it's four and a half. Okay, well, it depends I did on it who's and, driving. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I always associate Chicago with six hours, but apparently mm -hmm. it's more like five or four hours and 45 minutes. Well, you got to think we were coming from Warrington, which adds another hour. Yeah, see, I forgot about that. And there may and have we... been different ways that dad went that he didn't know was the fastest now with maps. Cheapest. Uh-huh. Like there were some toll roads probably that yep. he didn't want to hit. <laughs> See, anyway, I, I can't wait to tell my family, yeah, that I'm not crazy. <laughs> Little insight into our parents there. Yeah. <laughs> so but I do it's remember these trips. Topic. I do remember these trips and taking the game gear. And the bad thing about the game gear is a couple things. Number one, it didn't have a save feature. So I would play these games and you'd have to be really good and not use up all your lives or else you'd have to right. start all the way over. You never beat the game. Mm -hmm. We would try to beat it before we got to grandma's house or get as far, remember? And I think we would trade it back and forth, you know, between lives. <laughs> and uh, I just, yeah. And I remember one other really bad thing about the Game Gear is the batteries. Remember it took like six, I think, double A batteries? Like yeah. Three on each side. Could, could we yeah. also plug that into the cigarette lighter? So, yeah. We, I also had the, the power adapter, which went <laughs> yes. up to the front. And when mom and dad are doing stuff up there, or get, you know, jiggling on like drinks or yep. food or whatever, they would unplug it and it would Drama. zap the entire game and send us back to zero. Remember? Oh my gosh. I or knew the there was would hit some a bump. drama about that, but I've no wonder. And you'd go ballistic and then they were like, Matt, calm down. I hate this game. game. You shut me <laughs> off again on purpose. <laughs> I think you like almost chucked it up to the front. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it was 
uh i think it was dad's truck was the problem like it was like there was a short in his uh yeah cigarette was, lighter so the if whole you touched thing was it, shaky right? so just who knows yeah <laughs> there was a vibration like a pothole the whole thing would go out yeah yeah i remember there were some really good games there was like sonic and tails and the chaos chaos yeah. emerald remember all that like mm -hmm. that was those were fun games so that's a good system i i was noticing that it's it's saying it was introduced in 1990. Wow. So how old were you? In so 1990? I was probably eight. Uh, I was 10, 10 and a half, nearly. Yeah, maybe 11. Mm -hmm. I, I was born in 79. So, yeah, I'm not sure when we got it. I, I think we would have got it like the first year it came out because I was pretty into knowing mm -hmm. I, I was like researching it when it was like yeah. in all those gaming magazines that I used to have. Okay, so actually I was a little off. It released in Japan in 1990 in the US. Well, Japan got it. They one started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gaming stuff usually always comes from Japan first for a few years, especially back in those days. Um, Japan always had the technology out first. And I would see about it in those gaming magazines and then really want it once it came to the United States. Well, it was around 1991, 1992, I guess. So I would only be an eight, nine years old. Mm -hmm. What grade are we in when we're eight years old? Well, Elle's 10 and she's in fourth grade. Second grade. So second or third. Yeah. yeah. So my second grade teacher was Miss. I think it was Miss Deeker. That's a thing. Yeah. That's a real person. <laughs> Don't know if you know grade. her. No. You didn't have her. Okay. No. Um, but yeah, that was my teacher. I don't really remember. Well, I, didn't, I didn't go to Warrens until fourth grade anyway oh that's crazy yeah i, I yeah. was only working you were in wright city for a while yeah i did the uh preschool got, in Wright City. i got my core learning done in the right place <laughs> yeah on wright city well I, yeah i remember my preschool was underneath our church yep remember that did, did you remember that room it was just like a stage that they had a classroom on yep yeah and then like there all you stairs. needed it was in the basement Every kid became a theater performer after that. Uh -huh. Yeah, we did constant like Christmas plays and all, all kinds of stuff. All right. That's a good answer. The Game Gear. That's, all right. That's good. good no wrong so, answer. I'll give you mine. This, okay. Can you still see my screen? Yeah. All right. My mind went to our, our first system that we ever played. And I was really excited that dad had it somewhere, I think. Oh. And he dug it up. It was the Atari 2600. I didn't realize he... Lot of, I knew we eventually played it, but I didn't know that was like the first thing we played. I, I thought maybe remember. he got that out to show us after we got into our new stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember getting I remember getting the NES, the Nintendo. You're right. He did. Note. He did get that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the Atari 2600 was his game from who knows when. I mean, it says it was released in the 70s like mid 70s like 77 78 mm -hmm. i think he got it right then because i do know for sure that before i was born he was staying up all night playing asteroids and mom was mad about it asteroids yeah. that's crazy to think of dad as in a space invaders he doesn't play any games no it's like when he had kids that was over it's weird it's like we're really out of sync here with uh getting to know you dude <laughs> for real like Seems like a we totally move different into guy. the interests, and he's like, "I'm gonna change interests now." Like apparently, him and I have a lot of things in common, right? Now, you know, at least his younger self and my and, and me right now. 
Yep. Um, so yeah, I was I was gonna say, what games do we do we remember playing on the Atari? You said mm-hmm. Asteroids. That was definitely one. Do you remember yep. any others? Space Invaders, Pac Man. Mm-hmm. Pac. Oh yeah, yeah. Pac Man. Uh, bowling. That bowling was pretty fun, but thinking about it now, it's like it's so lame. Was there a golf like a... game on there too that I? Oh, hated? that was so hard. It was really difficult. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, no one ever played that for long, but mm-hmm. the bowling game was was yeah, pretty easy, really. but. It was like a top view looking down and the ball was like a square. Yeah. That you could try. I mean, very it pixelated. Had some physics to it, but <laughs> it's kind of random too. Like the ball would just suddenly drop into the gutter for no reason. Yeah. Like it was just all by chance. Like you could do yep. a perfect straight down the middle, <laughs> but whatever the game wanted to do, it would do at the end before it yep. hit. It's flawless programming right there. <laughs> Keeps you playing. <laughs> so yeah. I remember. One other game that's probably my most memorable game from the Atari that I know you know it. Do you, can you do you know which one I'm thinking of? I can't think of any other ones. Two eyes floating around in a house. Oh, oh, haunted house thing. Yeah, haunted house one, right? Oh, I can hear the music. Dun, 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 dun. Really? There was Didn't music. It go, woo. Yeah, I thought that it. I remember it goes woo 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 like yeah, the, like a siren and it, the screen would flash mm-hmm. when a ghost caught you or bumped into you is is it haunted house or was it pac-man that's it was its own game no that, that's a separate game yeah that was like a haunted house game what's it called officially let me see mm-hmm. um yeah that might not even be it's like called a ha- game. haunted house that's it <laughs> just yeah back in those days they went simple they were the first ones i like simple being doing a games so they had to come up with some complicated title that someone else had, yeah, you know, for... I think you are like the per the user is like a little circle. It looks like a little orange snowflake, like a oh. round, a round ball with eyes. I remember that game being like it scared me because it was like oh, the bats. You was... Yeah, you didn't There's know it was bats around. and a little <laughs> ghost and a little spider. And there was a flashlight, right? Like, the, like you can only see what was in the flashlight. I forgot about that. Screen. Everything else was dark. Ah. You just run into stuff. And it was kind of like a maze and you had to remember your way around. Yeah, it almost, it's like a spinoff of the Pac-Man's concept. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, probably the same developers. It's neat. Yeah. You know, just that idea. Of course. Like, you know what? Because there was only like three in the world at that time. Now, <laughs> now it's most of our population. <laughs> so the I Atari. I want to play that again though. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably online. If you, if you look up on Google, like Atari games online, there's mm-hmm. probably like a website that you could still do that. You'd probably play it for five minutes and get totally bored by it. I think we, I don't that was know. another one we played for hours. Yeah. Do you Go have a virtual and... reality reality game? game? Uh, headset? No. no, I do not. I want to get the new PlayStation one when that comes out, though. We have the Oculus. That's what it is. Yeah. And uh, I never play it. And I think the kids don't really play it either. We kind of forget that we have it. And it's oh, like, well, it yeah, I know we should. <laughs> I mean, it's wasted. But I don't know. It's really fun, but I don't find myself like wanting to play it nonstop. It's a little and, uh, and the kids don't and, either. And yeah, involved, I don't know. Maybe right? it's too much sensory. I mean, it. You gotta be a hardcore. Haunted house type thing in that one, and yeah, it's still See, scary. On my old phone, yeah. my old Samsung, it had like the oh, Gear yeah. VR. You could snap mm-hmm. your phone into it, 
and it I made remember. like a cheap version of VR. And there mm-hmm. was a like a, a haunted house or like a scary type simulation. Yeah. And they are kind of creepy because you're like in it and you turn your head and suddenly someone's there. Yeah. And there was another game where like the lights were out, but outside it was storming. So when the lightning flashed, you would see things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, that, and I, I just ripped it off my head. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Wait till someone else is with me. Yeah. There's one called the plank where you got to go out on a plank out of like a 50 story building and go answer the phone. And it's like ringing. And then as soon as you answer it, someone just starts laughing and then the plank starts dropping and then you like fall to the ground. (laughs) No phone call is that important. I just let it ring. (laughs) I know what I know what's going to happen. I'm not answering. I'm going back inside now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm unplugging you. (laughs) I'm ignoring. (laughs) Do you miss landlines? Oh my gosh. There's a show for us. So yeah, we got, we'll, we'll, We'll do a spinoffs, but yeah, there's another mm-hmm. topic for you. All right. Yeah, old technology, landlines, that's a whole episode right there. Yeah. That's fun, though. But yeah, I, I kind of do miss a good landline phone that you could slam down. Yeah. <laughs> or know? call or waiting or merging the call. Yeah. Or busy signals. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Just It would. Just, no, I'm not getting I bothered by Stress would go down if we went back to landlines. It truly yeah, like can wait until I get home. These days. <laughs> People can keep interrupting and interrupting and interrupting, like phone calls after phone calls and text messages. Everything piles on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, if you're on the phone with someone, everyone else is blocked out. You have no <laughs> idea who is trying to contact you. you don't really you. call unless it, it's important. Or mm-hmm. or you can say everything in like 10 minutes instead of 600 text messages. Or <laughs> those are what kept like friendships alive, like those long... Yeah conversations where you Connection. just hang on the phone for hours and that was that was a good way to you know spend to know somebody trying yeah. to get to know them nowadays yeah. it's kind of superficial but so swinging back to games but that's right a good back topic. to those questions yeah all right question two what was your favorite gaming system we had what were your favorite games i think i know what you're gonna say so i kind of have some stuff pulled up what, okay what, what's your favorite it was the Nintendo and it was Mario Brothers. And I think exactly. Mario won. I, I think I always favor that one above mm-hmm. all. I remember yeah. this is my memory from, just by the way, the Nintendo system came out in like 85. Oh, wow. Let me see. All right. There's a couple. Sega was 90. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, the Game Gear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Release date. So in the United States, it's like 1985. Mm-hmm. Japan had it in 83. So 85. So I would have been two years old. So there's no way we went out and got this. <laughs> no. When it first came out. it had We been were out like of- 10 and 12. 10 and no. I guess if I was. It would have been before the Game Gear. And I, I was only so. eight. For game gear so right maybe maybe it was just the year before and then we upgraded systems after a couple years before maybe we were six, six six or seven six because I, I know it was in the the, the uh, lake point house and i was already five so between five and ten we'll say seven i was okay. seven you, you yeah. would have been 10 or 11 yeah mm-hmm. so i have a memory of going to a store and seeing like the boxes of Nintendos. And I remember 
it was like the talk of every every kid wanted one and you were like really cool if you had one and every time i saw one i, I begged to, to buy it mm-hmm. and i don't remember i remember being with grandma hanky and did she buy it for us or am i thinking of something i think else? she did i think Maybe she was like, this is going to be your Christmas gift or something. Yeah, I remember being like in a department store around Christmas yeah. time with her. I think maybe you were there. Yeah. And she bought it for the both of us or maybe for you or it was more yours. I, I can't remember, but I thought I she had it, something to do with it. Right. Because I was going to say to time place this a little better. I remember already being at my new school, which would be Warrenton and Lake Point House and going to my friend Angie's house. I knew from Wright City and I was still keeping up that friendship because I hadn't made any new friends yet <laughs> and showing her dad how I could beat duck hunt or how I could beat duck hunt or how um, yeah that was that was included it was with Mario right yeah like on the same cartridge so it had to have been when I was in fourth grade and which would be 10 11 yep there we go perfect so yeah what games do you remember duck hunt right that. yeah I, I thought I forgot about duck hunt until then did the system that, come with the game or did we have to buy the, cause the I think it came with one. I don't know, but then there's Zelda. No, it came with several because I think you could start it up and pick between like four different things. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it came with a cartridge and it had Mario and duck hunt on the, on the cartridge, I think. Okay. And then Zelda, I know Zelda was later because it was like a gold cartridge. Remember that? Okay. Oh my gosh. Those I were, forgot. Like, gray. Yep. That one was cool. It was like a gold cartridge. Yeah. Not too many cartridges that I remember were like different colors. So that one stuck out to me. That's a um, good one. I don't remember that at all, but I believe it because I can I can kind of envision it now. Yeah. Right. Didn't remember that at all. So you liked Zelda? I did. I remember I could save you I could rescue rescue the princess. <laughs> so I got I was never a big Zelda player. So that was one that you liked. Yeah. Um the gun, remember the, the the gun that for Duck Hunt? Yeah. That must have come with the system or been like an upgrade. Uh, we... You had to upgrade, I believe. Yeah. Otherwise, I think there was a way to shoot with the controllers, but it was really hard. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe. there was. Maybe. Yeah. Otherwise, you just died and the dog laughed at you. <laughs> remember that dog laughing? <laughs> I forgot about the dog. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember how Duck Hunt was like, it would get more and more difficult as you went? Through the levels yes. and the birds would just like zip across the screen and you just yeah. like, you're like bam, 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 bam. just impossible. shooting wherever yeah and then the dog would laugh and then you'd be set back to zero i wonder how far anyone's ever gotten a duck hunt if there's like an end to that or it just keeps getting where the ducks just fly like light speed away and yeah i thought that i beat that one but i think it was my friend's dad that was really good at that those old games they were like mm. um pretty hardcore they would just they would be super hard and there was like like these days with games you get unlimited lives you get to save you get to yeah we we don't even know what it's it's not even difficult like it used to be yeah Yeah. those those, those games would be so hard and you would be recite and a lot of times you would never know how the game ended or there was like other versions of the game when you beat it once it would get harder the second time around wasn't that the case for like one of the Mario games or something? Mm. Or the, I remember something like that. Or like once you beat it, there was like a, 
a harder version or something. It seems like that might have been Zelda. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. All right. Okay, everyone, that's going to be where we have to leave things for today. But remember, this was only part one of the discussion, and we'll release the rest next week. So watch your podcast app for that. Now, before we end the show today, I want to take a little time to remember some important events that took place on or around this date. So let's see what we got. This Week in History On January 15, 1929, Martin Luther King Jr. was born in Atlanta, Georgia, the son of a Baptist minister. On January 16, 1919, the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, prohibiting the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors for beverage purposes, a.k.a. alcohol, is ratified by the requisite number of states. On January 18, 1919, in Paris, France, some of the most powerful people in the world meet to begin the long, complicated negotiations that would officially mark the end of the First World War. On January 19, 1809, poet, author and literary critic Edgar Allan Poe is born in Boston, Massachusetts. On January 20, 1981, minutes after Ronald Reagan's inauguration as the 40th President of the United States, the 52 U.S. captives held at the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, Iran, are released, ending the 444 Iran hostage crisis. On January 21, 1977, U.S. President Jimmy Carter grants an unconditional pardon to hundreds of thousands of men who evaded the draft during the Vietnam War. In total, some 100,000 young Americans went abroad in the late 1960s and early 70s to avoid serving in the war. Alrighty everyone, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank you again for listening and spending a part of your day getting nostalgic with me. Next week, we'll be back with part two of the discussion with my sister, so you don't want to miss that. And also soon I'll be releasing guided nostalgic meditation episodes, which will be released from time to time between the main episodes. So be on the lookout for that to drop in your in your uh, podcast feeds as well. And if you have an idea for the show, I'd love to hear it. Just head over to one of our social media pages and let me know your thoughts. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for The Nostalgia Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at NostalgiaPod underscore. Stay tuned for a clip from the Ken 4C documentary right after the outro music. Thanks, everyone, and see you next time. Have a great week. It goes something like this. In San Francisco, the copywriter and art director are waiting in the conference room. 
A client, Worlds of Wonder, would like to meet with the creative team who will be doing their new advertising campaign. Three people arrive, the founder of Worlds of Wonder, his associate, and a gentle, quiet-looking man wearing a backpack that you might carry a child in. Sitting in the backpack, watching the world go by him, is Teddy Ruxpin. We would never keep Teddy in a box, the inventor says, setting the doll on the table. The inventor touches Teddy somewhere on his back, at which point Teddy starts talking and singing and playing music and just generally starts having a marvelous time. That's the most incredible teddy bear I've ever seen, the art director says. Oh, he's not a bear, the founder says. He's an iliop. Stephen Kessler, Shiat Day, the first 20 years. The world of Teddy Ruxpin debuted in 1985, headlined by an animated talking toy, the first of its kind, and became an overnight sensation with sales in the millions. In addition to a plethora of merchandise that ranged from plush dolls to PVC figurines, Teddy and his friends quickly branched out into live-action television and an animated series, cementing a special place in the hearts of everyone who came into contact with them. As a child growing up in the shadow of Hollywood, Ken Forsey had aspirations of making it in the entertainment industry. He would eventually become an Imagineer who helped change the face of Disneyland. When Sid and Marty Croft, at the height of their popularity, needed a seasoned artist, 